Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to preach a sermon that I think is one of the most important sermons for your life that you will live a victorious life. We have been talking about ruling and reigning. We've been talking about living in dominion. As you recall, when God created Adam and Eve before they fell into sin, God gave them dominion to rule over all the creation. Adam even named the animals. So when you name something, it means you have authority over those things. You don't come to my home and name my child. I am the one who named my child because I have authority over them. I rarely see anybody change their name because the parents gave them the name. So you can see authority is about naming. And God gave Adam and Eve the dominion and authority. But Adam nailed his knee to the devil and he sinned against God. He got dominion from God and then he nailed his knee or he listened to the devil He then handed the dominion to the devil. And now the devil or Satan is controlling the world. You can see sickness, calamity, cancer, problem, war, famine. All these things do not come from God. They come from the enemy. Because Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I don't believe that tsunami in Japan comes from God. I believe it comes from the devil. He wants to destroy Japan. He hates Japanese. The devil come to kill, to destroy. And he was called in the Bible, in the Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that he is the God of this world. So he is controlling the world. But thank God, through Jesus Christ, after we got born again, Jesus gave us abundance of grace, or the power of the Holy Spirit, and also the gift of righteousness, that we are not sinners anymore, but we become the saint or the righteous people before the Lord. It's not our own righteousness, but His righteousness. And with the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we can rule and reign in this life. We can speak to the fever. We can speak to the sickness. We can speak to demons. We can speak to the storm of life. And they have to listen to us. And we can see that in the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord Jesus Christ was walking on earth, He calmed the storm. He commanded demon to leave, demon shut up and left. He commanded fever to go away. He walked on earth in authority and dominion. And He said, and He was doing that. As a man, not as God, even though he was God, but when he came into the world, he was walking as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. And he said in John chapter 14, verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. So Jesus said that we as Christians can do the same thing. The work that he did, casting out demons, heal the sick, 
and command the storm to go away from our life. Actually, I just have experience. Three days ago, I told Pastor Da that my tooth start to hurt again for some reason. I could not find any reason. Then I lay hand on my own tooth, and then I command in Jesus' name, you have to be healed. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, no pain. And I woke up, no pain. It's gone. I don't have to go to the dentist. Amen. Thank God. Dentist is expensive. <laughs> mm. Big bill. I don't like that. I rather give to people in Japan than to give to the dentist. Amen. We can rule and reign in life. In the last two sermon, we learned that in order to exercise your faith and your dominion and your authority on earth here, you need to be led by the Spirit of the Living God. Thank God that we are not left alone on earth here as an orphan. The Father is in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand of God in heaven, but they both did not leave us alone on earth. They gave us the Holy Spirit to be able to walk in the power. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 26, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's a good teacher. He teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit teaches us, guides us, and shows us what to do. In John chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He tell you things to come. He will speak what the Father speaks. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Why the testimony a while ago said that after she got touched by the fire of God or the Holy Spirit, she fell in love with her father. And now she called Jesus my boyfriend because she just think about Jesus all day long because the Holy Spirit, this is the principle, the Holy Spirit is the one who take us to have relationship with Jesus. And Jesus takes us to have relationship with the Father. So there is no way in the church that God's people are going to fall in love with Jesus and with the Father without the work of the Holy Spirit. You can teach and teach and teach, but you never have relationship with God until the Holy Spirit touch you, work in you, marinate you, fill you up, doing something in your life. Amen? That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to give you example of people in the Bible who move in authority and power. And if you look at all these people, and the best one is the Lord Jesus himself. Jesus, Joshua, Abraham, Moses, David, all these people were able to move in the power and authority. And one of the common characteristics of all these people is they never make a step without talking to God first. They did not do their own thing, but they did what the Father told them. In other words, they were led by the Spirit of the living God. You cannot separate ruling and reigning from being led by the Spirit of God who received the message from heaven or from the Father. So all the questions that you have in your life, what are you going to say? Where are you going to go? What am I going to do? Should I keep my mouth shut? 
Should I say something? Should I call that person? Everything, all the question in your life to be able to move in authority and power and victory. The answer comes from heaven. The Father is the one who will tell us what to do. If you can live like that, and you are led by the Spirit. Your life will be full of victory and power and anointing and dominion and ruling and reigning authority. You cannot separate power and authority from having a constant fellowship with the Father, and that constant fellowship go through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 5, verse 17, but Jesus answered them, "My Father has been working until now, and I have been working." Jesus always talked about the Father. Jesus did not talk about himself. He said, "The Father has been doing something, and at the same time, I follow His footstep. I'm doing something as well. The Father doing something. I see the Father doing something. I'm doing the same thing He's doing." So Jesus said that whatever he was doing came from the Father. Look at verse 18 to 20. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, "Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son, meaning Jesus, can do nothing of himself." Okay, you notice that Jesus did not stop at the Son can do nothing. He did something. He cast out demons. He stopped the wind. He healed the sick. He moved in authority and power, but not of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loved the Son and chose Him all things that He Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than this, that you may marvel. You can see the statement of Jesus that Jesus never took credit for even one sermon, one message, one deliverance, one healing, one miracle. Everything that manifested through His life. Came hundred percent from the Father. He would not do anything unless the Father told him to do. He was led by the Spirit of the Father. That's why he was walking in so much and high authority and power and anointing, because he hooked up to the Father and did not do anything himself. He did nothing of himself. The message he preached. Come directly from the Father. When he lay hand, the Father told him to lay hand. So this is the key of ruling and reigning: is to be led by God. He commanded the fever; the fever went away. He commanded demon; demons left. How did Jesus see what the Father did? How did Jesus hear what the Father said? And then he did what he saw the father did, and he said what he heard the father say. How did he do that? Very simple, through constant relationship, through continual fellowship with the father. Not through the formula, not through the five step 
from some Christian bookstore, not from twelve steps and twelve ways of how to do things, but through knowing the Father. That's why Apostle Paul said in Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve, "I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed." It's about knowing. It's about relationship. You know God. God know you. You listen to God. God listen to you. You have continual fellowship, talking back and forth in that relationship. Then you can walk in authority and power. In John chapter five verse forty three, this is what Jesus said: "I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive." Jesus did not walk around and say, "Do you know who I am? You know I'm a celebrity." I'm very famous. My name is Jesus. Do you know that? Actually, if anyone could have said that, he was a candidate to say that because he was the Son of God. He was so anointed. But Jesus never walked around. Do you know who I am? I'm Jesus. No, he said, "I come in the name of my Father. He sent me. I'm His servant. So I'm going to give glory to the Father." He did not seek glory for himself. He always gave back the glory and honor to the Father, because he represented the Father. He never boasts about himself. He never talk about himself. He talk only about the Father. Look at John chapter five verse forty-four. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? This is the key. How to find out that the teaching or the ministry. Is the truth from God or the error from human? How do you know that a man who preach or lay hand or whatever he is doing things from God? Very simple. If that person, that woman or man, minister or teach and give all the glory to the Lord, never seek glory from man, but give glory to the Lord and only receive honor from God, not from man. That is the truth. But if any man come and say, "Look at my vision, look at my ability, look at my anointing, look at my church, look at my big ministry, me, 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 get attention to the flesh, get attention to their own anointing and power and ability," they never give glory to God. That is an error. You have to be careful, because that man is seeking his own glory, not give glory to the Lord. Amen. Jesus is an example. He say, "I give all the glory to my Father. Don't look at me. Look at the Father." And this is the principle that I share a while ago. When the Holy Spirit move in the church, touch people. The Holy Spirit is not taking you to know Him, but taking take you to know the the Lord Jesus. And once you know the Lord Jesus and have fall in love with Jesus, then you will love the Father. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work together. The Holy Spirit. Leads his people to know Jesus. When I say no, I don't say no about. I know about President Obama, but I don't have relationship with him. I cannot call him. Hi, how are you doing? And do you have breakfast yet? I cannot do that to President Obama. He will say, "Who you are? I don't know you. Who is this guy? Speak with Thai accent, <laughs> not Japanese accent." He will say, "Who are you?" Because I don't know him, he doesn't know me, but I know about him. 
But when we talk about know, I'm talking about relationship. You know him personally, and he knows you. Amen. And that is the key to walking in authority. That you need to know the Lord and have that relationship ongoing between you and Jesus and the Father. John chapter seven verse fifteen. And the Jews marvel, saying, "How does this man knows letter, having never studied?" These Jewish people were scholars. They can quote the Old Testament. They were religious teacher and the teacher of the law, and they were shocked to see what Jesus spoke because they know that Jesus grew up in the carpentry business. He never went to Bible school. He never went to study special class in the church. Just out of the blue, this man walk out and start to talk things from heaven, and these people were shocked. Some of us may answer, "Yeah, I can speak like that because I have M D from Bible school. I studied hard last night until midnight. I studied the Bible. I memorized the scripture. Look at me, how much I know the scripture." Jesus did not answer that way. Jesus did not say, "You know, look at my diploma." Jesus answered, "My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me." Again, He point back to the Father. Jesus did not say, "I'm a great guy. I studied the Bible a lot. I memorized all the scripture. I have three degrees from Bible school." He did not say that. He said, "My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. If anyone wants to do His will, he shall know concerning the doctrine." Whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority, he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he, mean Jesus, who seeks the glory of the One, mean the Father, who sent Him, Father sent Jesus, is true, and no unrighteousness is in Him, mean in Jesus. The whole sentence here give glory to the Father. The Bible say that. As servant, we cannot be above the teacher. Jesus is our great teacher, and if Jesus did this, everything he talked, everything he said, everything he did, he say all come from the Father. Through that continuing relationship between him and the Father, and he give all the glory to the Father. We should do the same thing. We should have a deep relationship with God and receive from Him. When you read the Bible, He teach you, He show you what He says, what it means, and then you give all the glory back to the Lord. He, the message come from Him, not me. Amen. He is the one who get the glory, and if He honors me, that's okay. But I'm not seeking honor from any human being on earth here. Because all I seek is the Father, Amen. We need to be careful not to boast about ourselves. Jesus was operating as a man. He spoke to the wind, peace and be still. He spoke to demons, and demons come out. But if you notice all of these sentences that he said, he did not say, "You know, man, I can do all these things because I know five steps of how to move in authority." You know, I have the formula. If you say in the name of Jesus that formula, demon has to listen to you. He never say that. All of this answer is about his relationship with the Father. 
He was led by the Father. He saw what the Father did. He heard what the Father say. Listen carefully, and he acted on it by faith. This is a principle. You know what the Father want you to say. You heard what the Father want you to do, and you step out by faith and do it. Then, whatever you buy on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you Loose on earth shall be loose in heaven, and you can have authority and power supported by heaven. A lot of Christians don't understand this; they just jump up and do their own thing, come out from their head. Oh, I'm going to speak to the demon right now, but come out from their head. They don't even listen to God. Whether they should just stay away and okay, it's not the timing, or God say, okay, move forward and cast out demon right now. Are you listening to God, or you just do things out of your own brain? You just keep throwing out of your own brain, but never listen to God. We need to listen to God. We need to have that relationship with God. I give you example in John chapter five, when Jesus walked into the pool of Bethesda. In that area, in that region, there were full of sick people, and these sick people were waiting to go into the water in the pool. When the angel came and stirred up the water in the pool, the first person that jump in will be healed. That's what they were waiting, and it happened. One man was paralyzed, and there's no way he can jump into the pool himself because he was paralyzed. Jesus walked into the pool of Bethesda area, and he saw that man and said, "Get up and walk." After that, he walked out and disappeared. But why in other meetings? Jesus heal everyone. Why in other meetings people touch his clothes and heal? Why in that location, pool of Bethesda, he heal one man and got out without healing the rest, because he was led by the Spirit. The Father say that is it, enough, get out of here. You are not here to heal the rest of the people. So Jesus listened to the Father, saw the Father what He did. He heard what the Father say, and He walked out. Every single step of His life was led by the Spirit of the Father. Look at John chapter eight, verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Then Jesus said to them, "When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself." Everyone say it with me. I do nothing of myself. He did not say that. I do twenty percent of myself and eighty percent from God. He say hundred percent. Everything in my life is not me; is of the Father. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things, and He, mean the Father who sent me, is with me. Relationship, the presence of God. He did have the presence of the Father or the Holy Spirit in him. He said, "He who sent me is with me, and the Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him." Oh, what a powerful sentence here! He did everything to please the Father. You notice, I read many scripture here to show you that. Jesus spoke repeatedly, over and over and over again and again, in many verses, that he was completely dependent on the Father's leading. Amen. Do you see the point here now? 
How many people want to walk that way? I tell you, if you can walk this way, many of you gonna be quieter. <laughs> Speak less. Some of you right now, when you go to somewhere, just keep talking, 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 run around doing things. But have you ever asked God, "Do you want me to say that?" Or you say, "You know, you created my mouth, you create my brain. I'm gonna say whatever in my brain, and my mouth have to say something. I just keep saying." If you walk with the Spirit, you walk with the Father. Sometimes you just sit and smile and listen, and God said, "Don't say anything." You just listen. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. And sometimes God say, "Okay, say this sentence." You say, "Can I say something?" One sentence, bam, thing happen. Because you say what the spirit wants you to say. That's how my patient moved from another doctor to me. You don't understand my joke. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> understand now. If they go to see three opinions, I want them to come to me, so the Holy Spirit tell me what to say. And when they say that sentence, oh, I like you, I come to you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at another example, Abraham. Could Jesus always quote the Father? Always have connection with the Father? Everything he did is of not himself; is of the Father. Abraham, a man of God who have a deep relationship with God. Look at what the Bible say when the angels appear to Abraham and discuss about Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter 18 verses 16 to 18. Then the men rose from there, the angels, and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them. He was walking with God. He was following the angel to send them on the way. And the Lord said, "Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him." This is a key sentence. The Lord said, "Should I hide anything from Abraham?" When a person say like that, it means relationship. Is that right? You may know something about me. But you don't know everything about me. I'm not going to tell you how much money I have in my account, but or what I'm doing tomorrow. But one person that knows is Pastor Da. She knows everything: how many accounts, how much money. Why? Because we have relationship. I can tell her my secret, but I'm not going to tell you my secret. Because your relationship with me is not that level yet, you see my point. God was willing to tell the secret to Abraham because his relationship with Abraham was so good. There are different kind of Christians, but I want you to be this kind of Christians, the the kind of Christian that are in the mode of the knowing all the time. Everyone say knowing. You know. Whether tomorrow what you should do, you know what kind of investment you have to make. You are in the mode of knowing, and who tell you what is going on, God. And you cannot live in that mode of knowing because God gives you the secret. 
of the things around you, of your the economy or work, whatever, the knowing around you and yourself, everything, you, He gives you the secret only if you have relationship with Him. He's not going to tell you the secret if you just become a Sunday Christian. He's not going to give you the secret if you are just a talking Christian. Yeah, I love God. I love God. But He cannot depend on you. You need to have relationship and He can trust you. Amen? And then He can tell you the secret in this world. How many people want to walk that way? In the knowing mode. To know the Lord. And the Lord gives you the secret. He needs to trust you enough. You need to really have deep relationship with Him so that He can trust you to give you the secret. God trusted Abraham and gave him the secret. In verse 19, For I have known him. Hey, the Bible says, For God said, I have known him. God knew Abraham. They have relationship. In order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So if I want to interpret this scripture, is this. I know this man. Whatever I tell him to do, he will do it. I can trust him. He's trustworthy. I can rely on this man. I tell him what to teach the children. He's going to teach his children, and the children are going to do what I say. Are you getting the message here? How God going to trust you? i give you an example. If God tell me to start a care group at my house, for example, and say, you must start a care group. I start a care group. But, Next Friday, oh, too much rain. Cancel. Hey, your guy come. I'm not going to be around because I'm too busy. In other words, God said, I cannot rely on you because you just goof off all the time. You just disappear. Where are you? Where is Dr. Lau? On Sunday, he didn't show up. Maybe he's taking a break and he didn't want to tell anybody. If you want God to trust you and he tells you to do something, you say, yes. You can rely on me. I will be there. You can trust me. I'm not going to forsake my responsibility. I'm going to be there and you can trust me. And I trust you. Who? That kind of Christian is in the mode of knowing. Is that correct? But Christian nowadays, why they're in trouble? Lose. I do whatever I want. The Lord tell me to do something. I'm not going to do it. What? Why? What? Why have to do that? And the Lord looked at them and said, I'm not going to tell you the secret because I cannot trust you. How many people want to be like Abraham that God can trust you? Amen. And look, continue, continue. Okay. Verse 20 to 21. This is a fun story to study. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom, and Gomorrah is great. And because of their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. And continue verse 23 on. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it. And then he continued to say, how about 45? How about 40? How about 30? How about 10? 
He kept arguing with God back and forth, interceding. Did God have to tell Abraham about destroying Sodom and Gomorrah? He did not have to. It is his business. Abraham did not have to know at all. But why did God tell Abraham? Because number one, God trusted Abraham that he would not get this message and go and gossip around. You know, sometimes when God tells you something about somebody, it doesn't mean that you're going to go tell people around and gossip about them. It means he wants you to intercede for that person. Abraham got the message, and Abraham, instead of going around, you know, Sodom, pop, 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 send fire, burn them, they're bad people. Talk bad about Sodom and Gomorrah. No, he was interceding. He was asking God to show mercy to the righteous in that city. And you need to understand this. He was talking to the God of the universe. God, it's not like you to kill the righteous like this. It's not like you to send cancer to the innocent children. It's not like you. He was arguing with God. What I want to come to the conclusion here about living in authority. There are many things. Listen carefully. This is a practical point. There are many things that Pastor Da can speak to me and she can get away. But there are many things that you speak to me and you cannot get away. Why? We have 40 years of history. Why? She's faithful to me. She is always there for me. Morning, she carries my briefcase, put in my car. My briefcase is very heavy. She cooks breakfast for me every morning. She puts food in the box for me every morning to go to work. If she says something too strong, I will receive it. But if some of you come to me and say, Pastor Lao, chip up, blah, 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 blah. I will say, thank you. But what have you done for me to say like this to me? You don't have the right to speak to me. Be careful. Don't practice this way. You walk into the church and say, you know, I am an apostle. I'm going to tell leadership in this church what to do. I'm an apostle. And then the pastor of the church will say, who are you? Have you done anything for us? Have you suffered with us? That we suffer and you suffer with us? You have not done anything? I have my own apostle. Shut your mouth. You don't have the right to talk to me. No, you may come into the church and say, I'm a prophet. I'm going to tell you what to do. And I'm going to ask, who are you? Can I see the fruit of your life? Do you love me? I remember one time, my relative tried to push me into submitting to another pastor and said, that pastor should be my pastor. And I went to greet that pastor. I have a very cold look. And then turn around and talk to somebody else. And I was keep being pushed to be under that pastor. I say, no way. That pastor doesn't care about me. He has no right and authority to speak into my life. We have no relationship. If somebody is going to speak to my life, that person needs to have a relationship with me. Care about me. Call me. Email me. Text message me. Love me. Not just come and speak. The same thing with God. God will speak to you and you can argue with God. God, could you please do this? You cry out to God for Japan and He listened to you. Why? Because you 
fear him, love him, obey him, faithful to him. He can trust you. Whatever he say, you do this. You say yes, I do that. I'm responsible. I'm gonna get the job done. If you can do that, you can argue with God anytime, and you can get away, and God will not get mad at you. Wow, we learned a lot of things from Abraham. Are you always there for him if he call you to do something, or you goof off and disappear? Are you not responsible? Are you taking your responsibility when God calls you to do something? Can He trust you? Can He trust you that you're not gonna drop the ball? What He call you to do? A lot of Christians, oh, you know, I know the name of Jesus. I'm gonna go cast out demon right now. In Jesus' name, go, and the demon look at you. What? Because there is no authority back behind you. Because. The demon know that that day you are responsible to be actual in this room, but you don't show up, and God cannot trust you. You always disappear, and when you try to exercise authority, the Lord is not backing you up because I cannot trust you. How can I back you up? Who? Look at another man. Last one, Joshua, chapter 10, 12 to 13. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon the enemies. Is this not written in the book of Joshua? You need to understand that the children of Israel were fighting against enemy and they were winning, but the daytime is running out. In order to have a complete victory, they have to have more light. So Joshua did not mumbling behind the scene. God, could you please stop the sun and the moon? No, he was speaking in front of public, in front of the congregation. Sun, stop! Moon, stop! Wow, is that authority? He command like king. And look at what the Bible say. And there has been no day like that before it or after it that the Lord heeded the voice of a man. Oh, I like that. You want to be like Joshua? The Lord listened to you and said, Go for it. I support you. Whatever you buy on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. And the Lord fought for Israel. You need to understand scientific point of view. The planet spin around the sun. And at that time, Joshua did not understand this, and he command that everything stop until he won the battle, and the solar system stop moving because of him. The Lord listened to him. Who? <laughs> wow. Authority. My conclusion is, if Joshua, who was not born again, spirit filled like you and me. Did not even know the name of Jesus, could do that. You and I could rule and reign in this life, but not rule and reign on your own plan and your own agenda. You rule and reign under God's agenda, and not only that. In order to get the support from heaven, you need to have a deep relationship with God, be led by Him. Listen to him 24/7. Don't do your own stuff. Don't run your own life. 
hook up, listen to the Holy Spirit, become spiritual people. Amen. And go home and ask yourself, can the Lord trust me? I am I reliable and trustworthy? Can the Lord, if talk in a human term, sleep well and don't worry about the church because He's gonna take care? Or you do whatever you want, show up, not show up. You are not responsible for anything. You just live your own life. Then the heaven never support you, and you cannot ask the Lord. He will not tell you the secret. He will not tell you what to do because He cannot trust you. Simple message today. From all these people's life, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people promise God that from now on you're going to build up relationship with the Lord? Raise your hand up. How many people say that God, from now on, you can trust me? I will be there. I am reliable. How many people say that from now on, I will not step out to do things without being led by God? I will be led by God. How many people believe that you have dominion to rule by being led by the Spirit? Raise your hand up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning, if you know that you are not born again, you are not sure that you will be in heaven. How many people watch the news and the TV about tsunami? Every time I watch, I cry. I saw that water came in very speedy. And wipe the houses and car. Last night I watched again after the revival service, and I was talking to Pastor Da. We can sit here talking, and in one minute we can be wiped out. We can die in one minute, and that's what happened to those people in Japan. They sit and enjoy life, gone. Who? Life is unpredictable. You cannot boast that you have even next minute. I want to encourage you. You're not born again. Your destination is not heaven, and once you die, it's too late. You need to make decision before you die that you give your life to Jesus and receive His forgiveness. Don't procrastinate to tomorrow. Don't procrastinate to tonight because the story about Japan already example to us that we don't know whether we have the next minute. Amen. It's so clear in that in the TV news. It's so scary. You think people in that city know that it's going to happen? No, they don't know. Give your life to Jesus today. If you want to do that, I like to lead you to pray to receive Jesus into your life. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. You want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. If you want to go to heaven and you're not sure that you have relationship with Jesus Christ. Could you please do me a favor? Stand up so I can pray with you. Just stand up at the chair there, and you say, "I want to accept Jesus into my life today." Jesus doesn't want you to be ashamed of His name. You want to show that I accept Jesus in front of people. We need to make sure we are safe and born again. Anyone else want to tell the congregation, tell the world that I am a born again Christian today? I accept Jesus into my heart. Close your eyes and pray with me, Father in heaven. I am a sinner. I rebelled against you, and today, I have learned 
that you love me. You want to give dominion and authority back to me. I don't want Satan, the killer, the destroyer, the robber, to be my God anymore. Today, Yah, the God of Jesus Christ, you are my God. I declare with my mouth. That Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, come into my life today. Give me the new life, new heart, new spirit. Thank you, Lord. I'm born again today. I turn away from my sin. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only Son. Bring me your tired. Your glory.